So I grew up in the church, and I am so blessed to have had parents that raised me in a godly home. But there's a certain point in every believer's life, no matter what kind of home that you came up in, that this question is going to come up in your walk with God. For me, it was when I was a little bit older and I was working at the bank and People wanted to go fellowship, they wanted to go hang out, they wanted to go out to eat, and the question comes up, Nathan, do you want to go grab a drink? Do you want to go grab a beer and hang out? With the best of intentions, they ask to be kind, to invite you, to include you, to help you be a part of what's going on. To which I would reply, you know, I'd love to hang out with you, but actually I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol. So even with my upbringing, I had to answer this question. Should Christians drink alcohol? You're going to have to answer it for yourself eventually, no matter what kind of home you've been brought up in. And you tuned in to the right podcast because I'm your host, Nathan French, and I want to answer the question, does God care? And what does he think about Christians drinking alcohol? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's going to be a great episode. I've missed you guys. Let's go. My good friends, how I've missed you. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm so excited to just be back together, hanging out over the audio waves, which is the podcast format. What an amazing last few weeks it's been, and uh, thank you for your loving kindness and patience and grace that you have shown me because I know it's been like three weeks since I've released an episode and we try not to do that around here but you guys are awesome and you stick around and I'm so thankful that you do just a couple quick life updates before we dive into the topic today Um, we just took a family vacation to Legoland in Florida, which was so much fun. We got two-day passes. If you have small kids in your life, whether it's your kids or nieces or nephews or whatever the case may be, Legoland is a whole vibe, and it's so much fun. We had a blast. Just had our Georgia District family camp, and Rachel and I just released a brand new single called Come Home. So many exciting things happening, and I'm just glad to be back. Okay, enough about me. Today, we're answering an important question that I think relates very closely to where Christians are at today. And that question sounds something like this. Should Christians 
drink alcohol. I'm sure that at some point in your life, you've been offered a drink by somebody who had uh, sincere intentions because it's just a part of the culture now. Um, This is why people start smoking cigarettes. They just, they want to be accepted socially and then they get hooked on it in that way. It's the same with alcohol. It's It's a social thing to do in the culture in which we live. Well, I want to approach it today from Scripture, and I want to talk about uh, what the Bible has to say about it, and the Word of God speaks on this subject quite a bit. Shout out to my brother Ryan French, the host of the Apostolic Voice podcast. He is writing a book on this very topic, and he sent me some very helpful resources um, for this topic. But it's been debated amongst the Christian community for years, should Christians drink? Does God care what we indulge in? This question can actually be answered very quickly and doesn't require much debate when it comes to born-again believers indulging in alcohol. So, spoiler alert here, because it's probably somewhat obvious, but... I do not believe that Christians should drink alcohol. I don't believe anyone should drink alcohol. I believe it's sinful to do so. But that's just my opinion if I don't tell you why. I can tell you that I don't drink alcohol. And that's cool. And you know what? I've never had an issue with that. I think people have always been understanding of that. You know how they are. Oh, that's cool, bro. That's cool. That's cool that you don't drink. That's fine. But I think we could really help others and do ourselves a favor in the process to understand what Scripture has to say on this matter. Proverbs 20 and 1 says that wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Now, I want you to notice a pattern that's going to be happening in Scripture because there is a difference in grape juice or what they would have said in the Jewish culture, wine. Not all wine, a.k.a. grape juice, was strong drink. And so, Scripture is very straightforward when it uses the terminology strong drink. This is, this is uh, wine that's been fermented, that it's become, uh, it's become something that can inebriate you. And it says that strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Now, I want to help you a little bit. For those of you that know me or you listen to the show, you know that I am a youth pastor. And so I have the heart of a youth pastor, and I want to reach for somebody right now. You may be listening to this episode and saying something like, Well, Brother Nathan, uh, I drink, but I don't get drunk. I, I don't let it get to that point. I just I socially drink, but I make sure I never get drunk and I do so responsibly. Let me ask you a question. 
How does one drink responsibly? And doesn't every drunkard start with one drink, two drinks, three drinks? Where does one draw the line if the line is not the fact that we don't drink at all? I don't know how you draw a line, especially scripturally. Most people don't plan on getting drunk and embarrassing themselves. Some do, but many don't. They just had one too many. Number six and three says, He shall separate himself from wine and strong drink, and shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink. Neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes, nor eat moist grapes or dried. Now, look with me here. Scripture goes on to tell us that uh, don't try to just weave around this and say, well, it's not wine. You know, I drink, uh, I drink whiskey or things like that. No, it says, it says, nor any strong drink. And it goes through, it talks about different types of, of liquor. Neither shall he drink any liquor. And so this is important because a lot of times people try to maneuver their way around this and then they find themselves in situations that they wish they'd never found themselves in. I want to read an article to you, not from the Bible, it's from Healthline.com. And it's entitled, What Causes That Tipsy Feeling? It goes on to say this, So what exactly gives us that tipsy drunk feeling? Your liver can only metabolize so much alcohol at a time, which means that alcohol can travel through the bloodstream to other organs, such as the brain. Alcohol is a depressant of your central nervous system. That means that it has a slowing effect on your brain. Okay, this is not Bible. This is just science. This is Healthline.com. Alcohol literally slows down your brain. You cannot make important decisions, holy decisions, godly decisions when you are under the influence. The terminology is literally to be under the influence. If you were to, okay, we're just talking about science and the law of the land right now. Let's just, let's just step away from the Bible for just a minute and let's just put some practical application here in your everyday life because there are people that are not Christians and they still do not drink because they can understand this principle in their lives. If you were to drive a vehicle after drinking alcohol and you were pulled over by a police officer, that would be a DUI, driving under the influence. Even the secular terminology of this uses the verbiage of you are under the influence of something. Something is influencing you in a negative way. And this is not the real you. 
And if you went to a court of law, if you got put on probation and they found out that you were drinking, you would be in violation of that probation. I used to work, uh, fun fact, I used to work as a court aide for a probation company. And so when you go on probation, the law is that you are not allowed to drink alcohol at all. It is against the law for you to drink alcohol when you are on probation. Why? Because they know that you cannot abide by the law when you are under the influence of something that makes you make bad decisions. This isn't even Bible right now. I'm just talking about life in general. Even the world understands that this is a bad idea. Am I reaching somebody right now? Maybe I'm just reaffirming something for a Christian. Maybe maybe this is a, a young person that you've been offered something to drink and maybe you've been thinking about it because you didn't really know what God thinks about it and maybe nobody's taught you about it and I'm trying to help you today. Watch here, First Thessalonians 5 and 5. It says, Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. On to the Holy Ghost right now. I know that some may not consider this topic to be relevant when talking about living a holy life, but I can't escape the need to address the problem that for one to live a life of outward holiness, one must be sober and be present. For the outside to exemplify holiness and modesty, one must not be slowed down by alcohol or substances of any kind because our body is the temple of God. You know, this is an amazing thought. I was thinking about this the other day. When God's Spirit fills a believer, it is the the pneuma, the the breath of God. You can see this typology all throughout Scripture. When God fills his people with life, he fills them with his breath. And it's so interesting to me that when somebody has been drinking alcohol, the first place that you notice it is on their breath. Matter of fact, law enforcement will give you a breathalyzer test because the alcohol is in your breath. It's so crazy to me because alcohol is in direct opposition to the Spirit of God working in your life. It is literally at war with the Spirit of God, the breath of God. It's, a, it's an attack on it directly. Years ago, a pastor who is a friend of mine called and told me that somebody had broken into his church and vandalized the sanctuary. They broke in and they took pocket knives and cut through the pews, through the upholstery. They spray painted the walls and they took baseball bats and 
started beating down the grand piano until it was broken up into pieces. That sanctuary was abused, and nobody listening to this podcast would think that's okay, right? Like, we could all agree on that. That's, that's not okay. We could all agree that that's wrong. Why? Because we know that it's wrong to vandalize something and abuse something that belongs to God and is dedicated to God. You would never abuse the sanctuary, right? 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 says, Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You see, this biblical truth changes everything. I can apply that principle to every aspect of my life If strong drink, alcohol, is addressed in Scripture, then I can apply that to anything that vandalizes the temple of God, which houses His Spirit. The Bible doesn't doesn't say, Thou shalt not smoke cigarettes. It says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We can apply this to any substance that would vandalize something that is dedicated to God. You were made by Him, and He loves you, and He wants what's best for you. God has given us everything that we need in His Word. In Peter it says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And I believe that it's our desire that every listener to this podcast would desire to be more like him. Amen. So as a born-again believer, the next time somebody innocently asks you if you would like a drink, you can tell them, you know, I don't drink alcohol. And here's why. And you might just change their life as well. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you so much for the opportunity to talk on this important topic today. God, we thank you for your word that is swift and direct on this topic. It speaks directly to this topic, and it is applicable to every culture and to every generation. It is relevant to where we are at right now, just as it was in Noah's time. So it is now. Would you help us, God, to draw lines in our life? Help us to be different from the world. Help us to be drawn out, separated, to be uh, set apart so that we can be more like you. And we'll be sure to give you all the glory and all the praise. Everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I love you so much, and I'm so grateful that you would take the time to click play on this episode today. From all of you that have left five-star ratings and reviews, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much for leaving those reviews. It means the world to me. If you've enjoyed this episode, why don't you just take a screenshot of it and share it on Instagram. Be sure to tag us over at Podcast Noteworthy. Lots of exciting things happening here on the show. 
And we can't wait to talk to you next time on the Noteworthy Podcast. God bless.